Brenna. Hi, Maureen. So I got heat exhaustion this weekend. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. And I got my first sunburn in like years. Not a bad one. Just my nose is a little more red than usual because I'm like (laughs) diligent about the sunscreen. But um, my cousin brought his baby. spot. I know. My cousin brought his baby up. And when we took him out in the pontoon, he was like, this is so fun. I am going to throw myself over the edge while my parents are swimming. And so, like, I spent, like, 30 minutes um, holding his, just, the like, the loop <laughs> of the back of his little baby um, uh, baby life jacket and, like, feeding him veggie straws uh, as he was. He wasn't, like, distressed that his parents were in um, the water. He just wanted to keep his eye on them. He was yeah. just, like where where's mom and okay they're on the water still awesome veggie straw me and this was after he peed on my dad (laughs) so oh we've he was he was the star of the show he did all the things that you should do at a good fourth of july peed on someone ate veggie straws and uh cried at 8 p.m like (laughs) yeah yeah same actually right that's i mean the veggie straws and the crying yeah I mean, yeah, I didn't have the opportunity to pee on someone. No. Anyway. Well, I'm in new place. New place. And I'm in new place. And I see you got a cat tree and a bed. I have my cat tree. It's going to move from there, but it's there for now. Um, yeah, I, I have a home now, so it feels really good. I got a bookshelf on Saturday at Ikea. Yes. Haven't gotten to put my books on it yet. No, because you're... You, but you I'm are, gonna get there. You are employed as well, which is like I am also employed. You've hit we've already all... talked about this. I'm the deli queen. I know, I know, but I just want to emphasize. I want to emphasize the fact that in under like, I feel like you and I don't do anything slowly because like, uh, no. Last year I lost my job and then like had in my new job. <laughs> within like, uh, are you kidding? I was unemployed for a long time. Yeah. But, but not since I went out to Portland, I guess. Right. Well, as soon as you hit, you hit the bricks, you hit them hard. Mm-hmm. I, you may have been unemployed, but you weren't in a dire situation for long. We no. We're pretty no. good at getting ourselves uh, up and out of the yeah. raging waters. Amira likes it. I have a roommate, and she likes my cat. Per- so the, that's perfect. good. Awesome. She brought Amira a bunch of toys yesterday. Oh my God. Threw them all on the floor. And you know what she's playing with this morning? A zip tie. Or like a twist tie. She's just playing with a plastic twist tie. And I'm like, you have toys literally like scattered across oh. this apartment. And oh. she's like, mom, look at this twist tie. Hobbit was alone for four days. Um, with food, of course. And so he had a lot to tell me when he got when we got back. But then yeah. he got the zoomies and used my cousin's foot as a launch pad. And just sliced that bad boy open. Like, she was like, oh, it's okay. And then we both watched as, like, blood just kind of, just, it was so much. We were just like, and I I apologized a million times, brought her band-aids and he was born. And she, like, had her foot in the sink. And then took Hobbit and clipped his nails. (laughs) Yes. I need to do that to my girl. Well, I was just like, I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And she's just like, it's fine. She worked, she used to work at a veterinary clinic. So she wasn't like, I was just like, I didn't. She's like, he's, he's, he's a baby. He didn't, it was an accident. I'm like, I'm sorry. Are you reading anything? I guess I am. I actually, uh, just finished. I actually got a bunch of library books and I finished a couple things. I also like got a book, uh, on our, I didn't finish it, but I, uh, this, my first one I finished was, um, I, okay. I, I've always liked the short story I have no mouth but I must scream by Harrison yeah. Elliott yeah and I read like m- more of his books like there's a collection of short stories I rented it for two days and I was just like oh man he's mad sexist like it's not just like in that book mm. he's also just like generally gross um if you're interested this just read that one short story and skip all of his other work he's just and it's definitely it's adults only it's like or teens up because it, it deals with like end of world scenario with being tortured by a AI. <laughs> it's not yes. like a fun read, but it's a short read. But the much more fun read and gay read um, was Witchlight uh, by I'm oh. gonna probably say it wrong, but Jesse Zabarski. 
um if it, this book was really cool it's basically a witch kidnaps a girl <laughs> uh and is like you're gonna teach me how to fight i keep getting beat up by strangers every time i uh, oh. cheat them with my magic and she's like well maybe you should stop cheating them with your magic and they're like oh no, actually, teach them to fight. They do. They do learn to fight, but they okay. use her uh, magic powers, and that's probably like the coolest magic system. The witch, uh, she, uh, her name is wait, her name is Lalek, and Sanya is the girl she kidnaps. Uh, the witch Lalek, she has a candle on her head, and she uses the like the melting wax from the candle to do her oh, magic. That's cool. It's really fascinating. And if anything, I think the story was a bit rushed. There was just some plot points that happened pretty quick and, and the emotional payoff was kind of like oh that happened um but it it's gay they fall in love yeah she does kidnap oh. her and a lot of people who reviewed it were like yeah stockholm soldier like jumped in that i was like yeah i guess but like <laughs> after after like the first day she could have left at any point <laughs> she had a sword so but it all worked yeah. out it all worked out got good got gay um I don't know. I read it much more of a, a coming out situation because of how it ends. I won't spoil it too much, but um, one of them has to kind of break away from the family while the other one deals with their past trauma. And I was like, oh, this is a coming out allegory. <laughs> so uh, I think not everyone got that who reviewed it, but maybe they did and just other head issues. But anyway, Witchlight by Jesse Zabarski. It's a good, good gay comic for the girls. I also have queer reads. I'm still reading Trader Baru. I've been... Oh, yeah, I'm still reading Giddy I've been the moving. I, yes. And yes, I, I, know I ordered the second. I'm working on it. <laughs> um, But I also, finally, I was number um, 297 on the holds list Joints. when I first put this book on hold on Libby. Okay. And I just got One Last Stop by um, Casey McQuinston. And it's, I, I barely got into it. I okay. took it out into the hot tub to read, which was mm. wonderful. Um, and then my sister called tub? and interrupted me. Oh, yeah, I have a hot tub. Okay. And a pool. Jelly. Is it a communal thing? Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, I don't know. But it's a really big hot tub. That's awesome. Um. So, yeah, I, um, and, I mean, like, I, I don't think I've even finished the first chapter, but I think the gist of it is basically, um, one of the lesbians is a time traveler. Oh, so perfect. Like okay. Time travel ro- lesbian romance. That's so. pretty much all I need nice. to know. One Last Stop by Casey McQuinston. I've, I've just been reading a lot of, like, bad books. I've been reading good ones. I've been reading bad short books as, I've, as I'm as i continuing to en- enjoy getting the ninth. Yeah. Wishlight was, Wishlight was not bad. Wishlight was not bad. Um I was, I was more disappointed by I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream. The rest of the stories were just like, oh, wow, he just hates women. That's the real horror. He hates women and punishes right. them. Anyway, it, enough enough woman hating. Let's get into woman loving. Because I'm Ember Heart. <laughs> and I'm Tangleton. And this is Warrior Cats. What is that? <laughs> thematically that's it's because we're not i think sometimes the storylines of warrior cats kind of gets women haiti like but we obviously don't hate women exactly. we love women we take all the we take any poorly written women from this series which i think we've seen less and less of in this new series there's okay okay i don't know i don't we'll know see. well i've been we, here i've been here for I've one just book. Started book two <laughs> But, you know, uh, so far, I think only, like, two moms have died <laughs> in this one series. <laughs> I swear to God, if something happens to Sandstorm, I'll kill you. Okay. I know, you made a face when we were talking about dead moms, and don't stop making faces. Stop it. Stop. No, you're literally just... Okay, anyway, let's let's get into the ding book. All right, are you ready? Well, Firestar's got an announcement. We we left off where oh, yeah. Firestar was gonna. I forgot. We're still in uh, twin 
twin on the homestead brain. What's up, Lisa? Yeah. Yeah, so, um, Cats of ThunderClan, Firestar starts. And he pauses and takes a deep breath. (laughs) Still nervous. He... After all these years. He doesn't know if any leader has had to take his clan into the darkness that he has seen ahead. And, like, Firestar has taken them through some stuff. Yeah, and, like, honestly, he's, if we're, uh, like, timeline-wise, I don't, maybe this book came out after, but, like, he he did see what happened to Sky Clan. Like, this, this book came out much, much before that, but right. technically those events have happened. I know, so if we ignore the fact that the writers didn't write the book yet, uh, he has technically seen a leader. Yeah. Well, I suppose the leader failed to get them through. Yeah. But he's saying, like, the any, even, like, trying. So you know what? He, We can just say it's, um, he's, he's sort of uh, exaggerating a little to make him take it seriously. His voice falters and his eyes meet sandstorms. Oh. And he seems to draw strength from her steady gaze. Thank God. Good. He tells his clan that Ravenpaw had warned him of two-leg activity on the Thunderpath, and he hadn't thought anything of it at the time. There was nothing they could have done about it. It wasn't their territory. But yesterday... Firestar did not often sound so serious. And he forces himself to go on, and tells them about the monster the patrol saw tearing up trees. Slipfurst says, that's ridiculous. Monsters never leave the Thunderpath. That, honestly, that's, that's, Firestar's like, that's straight up what I thought, too. Yeah, um, like, that was the really messed up part. That, that part really, like, it's, it's kind of like seeing an angel. Like, I imagine it's just like, oh, it'd be like all of a sudden there is a plane coming through your neighborhood. If trees started walking, I'd be like, oh, you're not supposed to do that. Yeah. You specifically don't do that. (laughs) Honestly, though, I think if I saw cars randomly just chilling off road, like, and they're big, that would also cause me a little concern. Not as, like, much as concerned as them, but if I just saw, like, a regular SUV just hamming it through the ditch. I'd be like, okay, what's uh, happening? Because you, this is not... What's happening here? That's not the road, sir. (laughs) Or madame. This isn't another one of his dreams, is it? Dustpelt muttered, too quiet for Firestar to hear. Literally, I was saying, this is why he he tried to exaggerate, because he wanted Dustpelt specifically to take him seriously. (laughs) Well, Cloudtail tells him to shut up and listen. Thank you, Cloudtail. And Graystripe confirms that he saw it, too. Okay, we need, Silence we need one more person, because, yeah, Graystripe's great, but he would, like, he would die for Firestar. Would he lie? He has before. Yes. So, we need another person to say something. Sorreltail turns to Leafpaw and asks if that's what she saw. Leafpaw nods, telling her she couldn't even imagine what it was like. Speckletail calls out and asks what Cinderpelt thinks. Has StarClan told her anything? That's, yep, that's the, that's the person we need to be our third opinion. We trust Cinderpelt. Well, and more importantly, so does the rest of the clan. Yes. So Cinderpelt rises to her feet and she seems the calmest of all the cats. She and Firestar's eyes meet, a silent communication happening between them. (laughs) The communication is Firestar going, oh my god, oh my god, oh Star Clan, and and her going, I got this. Shut up. I got this, dude. Dude, shut. Okay, take three, three breaths, and tell me ten things you see. Well, Cinderpelt says the signs are not clear. She sees a time of great danger and change for the forest. You've had warnings about this, Mousefur Bursts. Why hasn't she told them before? I was trying to understand that. I didn't think I would come out randomly on a Tuesday afternoon and be like, so I think we all might die, but I haven't quite figured it out yet. You know, that's not how it works, Mouse Fur. Jesus. 
Well, and Cloudtail asks her, what good would it have done? <laughs> like, what could they do? Leave the forest? Can we replace what where? he just actually said with what I said? Because it was pretty yeah. much the same thing. <sighs> well, Sookfur mutters to Rain Whisper that Brambleclaw and Squirrelpaw had the right idea getting out of here when they did. Okay, I, I feel... Now I feel less dumbass because when you first said Sutfair said something, I was like, who the heck is Sutfair? And now I'm like, now they keep talking. Who is Sutfair? <laughs> um, Sutfair and Rainwhisker oh. are the brothers of Sorreltail. You got and it. Who's their parents? Because <laughs> their parents are, um, oh, uh, Whitestorm and. Uh, Willow Pelt. Oh, I believe Willow Pelt. She died from the badger. Right. Okay. Right. And and yeah. Sorrel was given poison crap. Yes, Sorrel Sorrel Kit was the one given poison stuff, and she's also Leaf Paw's bestie. Right. Okay. So this this those. Okay. Sorry, I forgot about you guys because you didn't have a uh, mass murderer try to murder you. So you well, yeah, have, they they kind of have uh, slightly grew more up interesting childhoods, books. and maybe I'll remember you. Survive a murder right. attempt and befriend one of the main characters. Why don't you? <laughs> oh yeah, Sutfer and Rainwhisker, your background characters. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's rough. Can you imagine being the kids of Whitestorm and Willow Pelt and being a background character? Big <laughs> oof. That like. Though I suppose maybe it kind of balances out because Willow Pelt didn't get too much screen time. No, she really didn't. So, their dad, his dad, like, they're tertiary characters and he's a secondary character. And so, it didn't quite balance out. <laughs> oh well. At least they got some lines in the school play. <laughs> yeah. But they're, they're, they're a little bit, uh, not aggressive. They're, they're, I mean, they're young and brash. Right. You know, these young warriors. They haven't survived a best. murder attempt yet. They haven't quite learned of their yeah. own. Their, their sister learned of her mortality real young. So they haven't. And then she got hit by a car. Yeah, she's had like, okay. She's like, okay, I'm not a main <laughs> character. Can I stop having things happen to me? Like, yeah, you gotta stop this. I, I, I would like to not be like someone's back sad backstory please <laughs> well leafpaw wants to leap to the missing cat's defense but holds her tongue and she misses them but they were gone for the good of the clan the, but the danger was here now that comment Have is pretty failed? hilarious of them be like huh? they got the right idea the people who left <laughs> <Yeah. it's> like <laughs> Womp womp. Also, I think it's a little early to say they failed. I mean... Well, she's just wondering. She Because she's like, oh, the danger is here. Right. Like, does that mean that they didn't, like, make it in time? Is it... Is this Purdy's fault? Is Purdy actually the big bad because he delayed them for, like, a day? <laughs> what a long I don't know con. I know. What a long, like... It, it's... Did you realize that time was going to be our issue? Right? Well, Cinderpelt waits for the clan to quiet down. She tells them that there will be a great danger, but she doesn't believe ThunderClan will be destroyed. Okay, that's, that's good. The silence stretches. A single wail raises from the group of elders. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and I forgot. I, you thought we were good. We're not cool. No, I thought, I thought, I forgot... Um, whale can be crying. I was like, how in the world? It's a forest. I'm. Oh my god! It's almost 11 p.m. as we're recording it. I promise I didn't just like get incrementally like no like exponentially less good at comprehending things. I just the oh visual. Goodness really <laughs> a whale rises from the ground and i think the only reason it made sense is you gave me that dire warning of some animals gonna show up in this book that's not supposed to be there but i was like whales aren't american 
They're international. <laughs> Whales aren't American. Anyway, sorry. We're 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 wailing as in crying. Uh, from oh, the I'm elders. Crying. The elders are sad. There's not a secret old whale who's been hiding out in the elders' den. I'm sorry. I'm caught up. Let's continue. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. So more yowls and cries of terror break out among the cats. I can't blame them. It would freak me out too if I lived my whole life and survived like Tiger Star of all things. And now you're telling me a yeah. monster who can't obey the rules of the road is going to murder me. I'm out. <laughs> Furcloud sweeps a tail around her kits and asks what they're going to do. Dustpelt presses his nose to her side and promises her they'll do something. They'll show the two legs that this is their place. Mousefur asks harshly, how does he suppose he'll do that? Ashfur adds that the monsters have frightened the prey. The forest is emptier than it's ever been, and Leaf Fair is coming. What are they going to eat? more whales break out and it takes firestar some time to be heard again <laughs> i'm just thinking about whales <laughs> sorry i'm sorry this is such a serious moment and i'm mm, i think i'm helping everyone get through this don't worry i know exactly what i'm doing all according yes, to plan you're a professional mm-hmm. well he tells them that they need to know more before they make a plan but what happened yesterday was near snake rocks which is far from camp. The two legs might not come any closer. Thornclaw asks why StarClan would send warnings if it wasn't a threat. Uh, okay. He tells Firestar that they can't pretend this is not happening. Can someone add a, ask a, a stupid question? Because <laughs> you're making us look bad. Well, Firestar assures him that he'll send out extra patrols. And he's going to try to talk to ShadowClan. It was near their border. Maybe they'll talk if they think they can help one another. I hope so. Hedgehogs might fly, Cloudtail says. Okay, Cloudtail, your realism here is 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 correct, but also unwarranted. Firestar tells everyone to stay alert and let him know if anything unusual happens. Uh, yeah, this whole situation. They survive the flood, the fire. Tigerstar's dog pack and Blood Clan. They will survive this too. And every elder's like, I don't. Do I have to? Can I just I'm kick too old it? For this. Like, I don't. Like, if you guys go, can I just. Can I stay? I'm just, you know. I'm just tired. Like, I'm not saying I want to, like, end it all. I would never say that. But I'm saying it sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> I'm saying Speckletail is good right here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cinderpelt tells... Oh, oh wait, sorry. But, but, but. He leaps from the rock. The meeting is over. Cats gather in anxious little circles to discuss. Cinderpelt tells Leafpaw that Firestar is going to speak to ShadowClan right away, and he wants her with him. He wants both medicine cats with him, so hopefully Blackstar will see that ThunderClan isn't looking for a fight. Yeah. All the same, she hopes Leafpaw has practiced her fighting moves. Firestar is leading the patrol with Greystripe and Brackenfur. He reminds them that he doesn't want any trouble. They're just going to talk. If two legs are threatening both their clans, they can't afford to waste their strength fighting one another. Firestar leads them towards snake rocks. Churned up grass stretched from the rocks to the thunderpath. Trees were on the ground, roots in the air. Everything was silent. Not a single bird sang. There was no scuffling of prey. But the monster was gone. Graystripe suggests they might be done with whatever they were doing. <laughs> Graystripe, <laughs> I appreciate that. That's the positivity Thanks. we need. And, yeah, we need an optimist here. Uh, I mean, optimism is a word for it. Denial is another. Firestar wouldn't count on it. This is terrible, Brackenfur said, and he sounds stunned. Why are they destroying the forest, Firestar? 
Aw. Poor Brackenfur. Like, mm. Firestar said that if they knew that, their lives would be a whole lot easier. Trees and ground have been torn up in ShadowClan's territory, too. And Firestar hopes that them having the same problem will make Blackstar easier to talk to. They walk across, and they... <laughs> ShadowClan's left. ShadowClan's gone. They're like, you know what? Uh, we hate to say it, but Tony Pelt had a point. <laughs> well, actually, Greystar doesn't want to cross at the Thunderpath. So Firestar agrees. They'll go towards four trees and use the secret tunnel that everybody knows about now. <laughs> Hopefully they won't find any ShadowClan warriors on this side of the Thunderpath. We can pray. Leafpaw knows that Blackstar hasn't caused trouble yet. But Firestar doesn't trust him. Which is fair. Firestar did watch him commit a war crime. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. She admires her father for trying to make allies of old enemies for the sake of the forest. They start through ShadowClan's marshy territory towards the camp. Squish, squash, squish, squash. Rackenfur calls out. He's found a thin piece of wood. Too smooth and regular to be a tree. What if they just found a gun? (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine? That's how you save the clans. Yeah. The cats found a... You can't do constructions if the cats have guns. You can't do it. You can't legally. You can't. Uh, hi. Uh, it's uh, it's it's Paul from uh, from the zone. Yeah, the constru- Uh, so uh, they've taken Tim. Uh, the cats. Yeah, they've taken Tim hostage. <laughs> well, they found a gun. Uh, it is Britain. We don't have those, but yeah, they found one. Also, I'm. Well, we also Aus- got Wales here. I guess. Also, I'm. Them, so. Also, I'm Australian. <laughs> Okay. Oh. So it's sticking in the ground and about the height of a cat, and it reeks of two legs. Is it like and a, there's another. a construction and marker? Another. And it's another. It's got to be a marker. All in a line. Are they orange? Are they bright orange? Because that's they're marking a gas line. Or yeah, it's probably it. Or a buried cable. There, you don't dig there. Call they're bef- marking something. Call before you dig. Yeah, call before you dig. Leafpaw bounds towards the other sticks when Russetfur steps out into the open with a patrol of warriors. Okay, wait, Russetfur, Russetfur. I don't Russet think Fur they're a is, huge jerk. Um, the Shadow Clan deputy. Okay. They're maybe a She's l- great. Yeah, okay. Okay. Cool. Because I was like I was like trying to remember, I'm like, have uh do I recall her ever beating the crap out of the other no. Okay, she's good. <laughs> she's cool. Firestar hurries over to her and greets the patrol. Russetfur snarls that they are trespassing on their territory. Okay, valid, valid, Leafpaw, valid anger. Leafpaw barely has time to dodge when one of the warriors leaps at her. Claws rake down her side. And she tries to remember her fighting moves. <laughs> Cinderpelt and Russetfur are circling each other. All I remember is Grace his. has a warrior pinned down. Huh? She's like, all I remember is hiss and cry. Bracken for fighting with another, but she doesn't see her father for a moment. He has leaped onto one of the fallen tree trunks. This didn't work at all. Stop! Oh, okay. Yelling. Okay. Would you like to hit us up with a cat fact? Of course. <gasps> okay. All right. Hold it together. Three, two, one. Good day, everyone, and welcome to the cat fact art history museum it is i your wonderful host tangletongue and your beloved wonderful co-host ember heart and we are here to tell you about some cat art uh first a fair warning i took i honestly it could have been three art history courses in college, but I, I am in no way an expert in art history, but I've done my best. Also, I will be describing the piece of work uh, to the best of my abilities, but if you would like, there is a link 
in the description of this episode of the piece of work, which is Leisure Day by Okumura Tokyo. I'm doing my absolute best with those uh, pronunciations and it'll continue to struggle. Um, So we are in Japan today and we are starting with Leisure Day, which is a painting. It's on a white gray background and there is, it's a rectangle and smaller, there's a small red, deep red rectangle. And on the left hand side, there's like a little cherry or red cherry, not cherry, but like a little red berry branch with a couple leaves. And right next to this little branch, there is, um, I believe, um, a, it's a cream and white cat with, what are those markings, Maureen? Um, like the seal point? Yeah, the seal point, like, markings, and it's like... Kind of, And yeah. it's it's a little... Yeah. And this cat is just fuzzy, and it's just sitting very politely, back legs hidden with its <gasps> tail wrapped around them, two little paws facing out, and staring directly at you with yellow eyes, and just kind of a... Not really a smile, but kind of just a, a positive little face, and uh, their ears are slightly yeah. turned, um... But this is done by uh, Tokyo Okumaro, and I will say, um, this will not be our last time in Japan, because Japan has, from uh, traditional and historical pieces like the Lucky Cat, which has been replicated Mm -hmm. hundreds of times over, uh, to the modern and commercialized Hello Kitty, there are so many examples of Japanese art that involves and is about cats. Uh, I chose this piece specifically, it's a relatively contemporary piece of art that I was not familiar with at all. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. when I was researching, I really struggled to find uh, good resources about this artist, uh, Togi Okamaro. Um, His Wikipedia page is literally just like five bullet points, so I really had to dig. Um, So uh, unfortunately, his life is a little sparse but i will be going into some detail about him um but uh if there's probably more resources resources out on like the japanese side of the internet but i just didn't have access to that unfortunately because uh Mm -hmm. i only know english (laughs) um so uh togi okamaro he was born on february 18th in 1889 and he actually lived to be 101 years old. He died in September Dang. 1990. Um, and something I really appreciate about him is even though he was painting since he was a teenager, he really only reached success in his mid-30s and uh, early 40s. Uh, he first displayed his artwork, uh, was invited to display his artwork uh, in his um, uh, when he was 38 years old. And even despite that, he had been working his whole life diligently with his painting. Um, he he he's uh, an expert in the Nihonga or Nihonga style of watercolor painting, which is a specific specific type of Japanese watercolor uh, painting. And basically, there's the paint is made out of specific pigments that are made out of crushed crushed shells, corals. And sometimes even stones, um, and they're the he uses specifically go fun, which is uh, powdered calcium carbonate, um, and it's made from cured oyster clam or scallop shells um, that are left oh. to uh, weather over up to fifteen years, and then ground into a powder of different consistency. And like the finer the powder, the different the color. Um, it's absolutely oh. insane. Um, and he used like over a hundred layers of this, which is why his paintings look pretty much almost like a dream. Um, it's, it's kind of hard yeah. to describe what the image looks like, but it almost looks like the cat is, looks like a cloud. <laughs> uh, everything looks so very soft, but it's also very like clean and exact lines where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you were looking at that and were like, yeah, this is a type of watercolor, I would be like, mm what <laughs> so um he worked under kobayashi koke who uh, also was an expert in um nihonga style and he actually worked under him uh a little bit uh, after he had um 
um, left school and he pretty much treated him as a lifelong master and he actually got his name uh, Tokyo isn't his uh, given name it is his artist name um, and his father actually gave it to him um, and it's based on a poem uh, concerning and it's about a buffalo tilling a rocky field and basically summarized it's about being diligent and hardworking and even like something that's rough and bumpy can turn into perfectly like farmable like beautiful land um and so it's kind of that's a beautiful an example of actually how he lived his life he was uh concentrated um and steadfast in his work uh and one mm -hmm. quote i really appreciated i will never forget until my dying day what i first set out to do i want to keep painting pictures however clumsily that live so fantastic nice. artist kind of an insane um technique uh which is a traditional type of japanese uh craftsmanship that was revived in more contemporary times to sort of preserve it uh wish i knew a little bit more about his life uh he did become an art director of like the national art school in japan at one point so he found a lot of success later in life just due to uh dedication and hard work which nice. I think anyone could appreciate it. I mean, I can't rub up against my baby. <laughs> There's like, I see a cat Donald. on your screen. Shh, that cat looks fluffy. Okay, two things. Yeah. One, I need this in my living room because um, my couch is red. Two, this is like, this is like Mothwing. It looks like Mothwing. Oh! Yeah, you're right. I can imagine Mothwing having these designs. All right, well, he he did it first. <laughs> All right, well, thank you, Bruno. That was great. I loved it, loved it, loved it. Do you remember where we left off with the group? Uh, foxes. Foxes. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no, it's foxes. What are we going to do? Purdy tells them to stay back. He'll deal with this. Oh, my God, Purdy. Uh, you know what? Fine. Let, let, this is going to end terribly, but okay. Everybody else is, like, shocked. But Stormfur pushes Purdy aside, and Purdy protests. He's chased off more foxes than Stormfur has mice. <laughs> well, Stormfur says to give the rest of them a chance. The foxes are creeping slowly up the bank towards them. Crowpaw had stepped forward to shield Feathertail. Brambleclaw had tried to do the same with Squirrelpaw, but she slipped from behind him to stand at his side, ears flat. And she growls at Brambleclaw that she can take care of herself. Toffee Pelt says that she did say earlier that she could eat a fox. Now's her chance. Toffee Pelt. <laughs> oh, she's so good. Stormfur sends a prayer to Star Clan, and Crowpaw braces himself to leap. Then there's a noise behind them. Half growling, half barking. And the lead fox stopped and stood still. Midnight was thrusting her way through the cats. Stormfur can't understand what she's saying, but the hostility in her eyes and the hunch of her shoulders were threatening. Okay. <laughs> he had forgotten that Midnight had said she could speak fox. Oh, right. I did yeah. too. So Midnight relays to them that um, the foxes say that this is their territory, and to be here is to be their prey. Oh, I mean, that's valid, but also... No. Crowpaw bursts out that if the foxes try anything, they'll rip their fur off. Midnight shakes her head, because they'll be injured as well. Wait. She finishes talking and tells the cats what she told the foxes. That they are- that these cats are just passing through, and there is plenty of prey here. Prey that will not fight back. One of the foxes seems to be listening, but the other is still staring down the cats. It snarls something. It midnight barks a single word. She takes a step forward, raising a massive paw, ready to strike. But they back off. So, fox is gone. Nice. Okay, that worked. Rambleclaw thanks midnight. That could have gotten nasty. She's like, oh yeah, I promised we would sacrifice, uh, which one? Crowpaw, yeah. 
So we gotta get going unless you want him to get eaten. Crowbar's like, okay, I don't like this actually. Well, Crowpaw admits that this is a bad time for a fight. But he wants to know why Midnight didn't warn them about the foxes. She read everything in the stars. Why didn't she tell them they'd be here? Which, like, I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> it's not like a play-by-play of the next day. Like, it's I think going it's only to be kind of balmy. You'll wake up with a slight headache. Your your one your right eye will produce more crusties than your left. <laughs> well, midnight looms over Crowpaw, eyes furious. Crowpaw looks alarmed, but he doesn't back down. But she relaxes. She says she didn't tell them everything. Star Clan didn't want her to tell them everything. She told them what they needed. The other answers lie within themselves. They should already know this. They're like, yeah, okay. Mm. Well, Midnight tells them that the foxes said they must go now. Okay. If they are still here at sunset, they will attack. Brambleclaw says they have to leave anyway. They finish eating, and Midnight leads them to the edge of the forest. Before them is more open moorland and mountains in the distance. Stormfur asks which way. Midnight points straight ahead and says the quickest way is the path where the sun rises. Britain doesn't have mountains. <laughs> Do they? Um, mountains? I'm pretty sure they don't. Well, maybe they don't have like the same kind of mountains we have. These are like mountain mountains, like snow-capped mountains. Yeah, they do have some. They have the Scottish Highlands. Okay, I guess. Okay, you're right. You're right. They do. Sorry. My bad. Sorry. I think I was thinking of, like, the area that was inspired. Sorry, Britain. That inspired warriors. <laughs> we forgive that you have mountains. Yes. Brambleclaw says that it's not the way they came. They went through Two Lake Place. And now you're going to go through mountains. Welcome. Yeah, Crowpaw says he's not going back there. He'll climb as many mountains as he'd like before going back. <laughs> Feathertail is unsure. They know the way through Two Lake Place and have Purdy to help them. Also, Crowpaw snorts. I feel like climbing a mountain is going to take so much longer, but okay. I thought we were trying to like get back on good time, but alright. Well, this is, this Midnight says it's the quickest way. I guess. Stormfur agrees with uh, Crowpaw's snort of disbelief. <laughs> um, halfway. He halfway agrees. Yep. Tula, uh, like, Tula Place had been the worst, and it seemed like Purdy had been lost. <laughs> but the mountains were unfamiliar. And he says he agrees with Feathertail. They made it through Two Leg Place once. They can do it again. Yeah. Brambleclaw asks Tawny Pelt what she thinks. Tawny Pelt shrugs. She says whatever he likes. There's going to be problems no matter which way they go. <laughs> Tawny Pelt's like, it's gonna suck either way. I already got bitten by a rat and almost died from infection. It can't get any worse. This has been Tawny Pelt's be a very bad no good. <laughs> like, weak. Yeah. Poor thing. Well, I think Squirrelpaw starts, and she breaks off with a gasp. Her eyes were wide, staring into the distance at something no other cat can see. Uh-oh. Brambleclaw asks her urgently what's the matter. Squirrelpaw says she doesn't know. Just make up his mind and let's go. She wants to go the quickest route. They'll waste days going through Two-Leg Place. And Stormfur knows that she's right, and says he's changed his mind. He agrees with Squirrelpaw. Well, she spat at Brambleclaw. Is he going to make up his mind or not? Hmm? Brambleclaw takes a deep breath. Okay. Mountains it is. What? Purdy asks. He says they can't go that way. It's dangerous. What about the... Midnight cuts him off. She says there's danger all around. The path has been laid out for them in the stars. 
And Stormfur, like, kind of really wants to know what Purdy had just been about to say. I do, too. That's, like, not... Okay. I want Stormfur... I'm... Stormfur... Did Midnight stop him from telling them? And Stormfur thinks he can see wisdom in her face. And something like regret. And what did she mean that their path has been laid out? Oh, I don't like that. I don't, I don't, okay, we've already, like, mentioned, like, you already, like, mentioned someone would die for, like, this to work. What's, I don't like this. I feel like, I don't want, like, sacrificial lambs. She said follow the, oh, yeah, the dying warrior. Yeah, I don't like the sacrificial lamb situation I feel like we're heading into. Oh, man. I hope it's Crowpaw. Midnight. (laughs) I feel like, oh, so tragic, he was We'd so young. We'd a lot of conflict if it was Crowpaw. Oh, he's so young, oh no. Like, that's the sad part. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, all the, cro- have, all the Crowpaw stands lose, hate like, me, uh, but... a million books of drama. Huh? Midnight tells Brambleclaw that the choice is hard, and many challenges lay before them, before they return safely home. Brambleclaw holds her gaze then takes a few paces into the moor. He's ready. And Stormfur admires his resolve. Hey, Purdy gets up to follow. Everybody's got a crush on everybody. Huh? Everybody's got a crush what? on everyone. Yeah, everybody is okay. just, you know. Hang on. Stick with me. Stormfur okay. and Brambleclaw. I actually have an... Uh, like AMV that I want to do to uh, Radical Face. Oh, ooh. It's, it actually really, f- it's good. No, it fits, but like, here's why. Also, Firestar gets his wish uh, of being in-laws with Greystripe. Being in-laws. But like, with his adoptive son, you know? And that leaves yes. Squirrel Flight, or Squirrel Paw, you know, her name becomes, I don't She gets yeah. to have two, all the girlfriends. <laughs> Yeah, she gets Feathertail and Twenty. Yeah, she has, has four hands. Girlfriend has two hands. She's got four. Yeah, she's got four paws. The two four other paws. paws are open for whoever else I decide. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Um. If you're tell if you're gonna look me in the face and tell me that bisexual king, uh, Firestar had a straight daughter, <laughs> you can go home. <laughs> Well, we already have Leafpaw, like, yeah, totally. Yeah, and now we have bought bisexual queen, Scrollpaw. Anyway, sorry, off topic. We can actually, oh, let's go to the Mountains of Doom, I guess. Well, Purdy gets up to follow, but Midnight holds out a paw to hold him back. She tells him he can't go. Whoa! The way is theirs alone. Purdy uh, hate. Purdy discrimination. They are young and rash, and their challenges will be many. They need their own courage, not his. They would rely too much on him. Purdy blinks when she puts it like that. Flattery is the only way to Purdy. (laughs) Feathertail darts over and gives his ear a quick lick, and she tells him that they'll never forget him (laughs) and what she's done for them. Crowpaw seems to open his mouth, probably, to say something smart, but uh, Stormfur silences him with a glare. They'd probably never see Purdy again. He had made mistakes, but he'd stood by them. He's been the most interesting side character, because he's just been inconvenient the whole time, which I (laughs) is so hilarious. Inconvenient, but, like, not too frustrating, because, like, what else are they gonna do? Uh, not get lost. No, Purdy just helped them do exactly what they were going to do, but with more uh, yes. commentary, which we are huge fans of. Well, Brambleclaw thanks Purdy as well and adds a thank you to Midnight. Midnight says, Farewell, my friends. May Star Clan light your path. <laughs> they say their goodbyes and follow Brambleclaw up the moor. Stormfur takes up the rear and glances back. Midnight and Purdy sat side by side. Stormfur waves his tail in a final farewell and turned to face the mountains. 
You want to find out what happens uh, to Firestar and his party? Yeah. But probably next time. Oh, you want to do that next time? I'm so tired. Yeah, probably. <laughs> All right, yeah, so uh, we're heading toward the mountains. I don't like this uh, season of Survivor. I know in Survivor they don't actually die, <laughs> but uh, this season of Naked wild. and Afraid. They also don't die on that show either, but... Um, teens oh my side of the mountain but without the hawks i don't know anyway uh, folks if you want me to badly just be if if you i you know what i'm (laughs) folks if you want me to struggle with an outro i don't this isn't a good this isn't a good anyway we have a Twitter and an Instagram. You're just not vibing it's, this time, I guess. I don't know. It's not. The transfer is not working. But we have a Twitter and we have an Instagram. It's WCWITCast on Twitter.com and Instagram.com or the apps or whatever they are. It's almost midnight. And at Gmail.com. Yeah, you can email us there if you have thoughts or feelings yeah. or things you want to say at us in I'm going to read the emails. Yeah. I also can read the emails. <laughs> I've been busy. Right. I'll do it tomorrow. It'll be a good morning. I've been getting up early, Brenna. I'm proud of you. I think Amy too. Anyway, I hope if you guys are proud of us too, you should suggest. If you're proud of us, share it with a friend. Exactly. And be like, I don't know, they really kind of started falling apart at the five, 55 minute mark of this episode, but it's not usually like that. But if you compare it to episode one, wow, they've come a long way and we're very proud. We are. Because I'm Ember Heart. Not Tangle Tongue. And this has been Warrior Cats. What is that?